When I was considering to come down to um, apply to minister to the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Harford County, I was uneasy about Aberdeen Proving Ground. Not the place, but the possibility of ministering to folk in the military. I did not have much experience with military culture and loads of experience with a civilian culture that was anti-war, seeped in presumptions and some cynical distortions about military life. I felt nervous that I would not have the right language or be able to honor life choices without my own judgments and presumptions getting in the way. And part of those judgments came from being raised Unitarian Universalist. It is a growing edge for us. We're getting better. It's a growing edge. I was without a solid reference system. My father had served for less than a year as a medic on a ship in World War II, blessedly free from combat, so it wasn't really a significant part of his life narrative. And I had dated a Vietnam vet who had suffered greatly, both within the military culture and then in civilian life, when rejected and demonized by friends and family because of his struggles in negotiating his life changed by war in a culture that knew little of it. Those who knew what this was all about, writes Polish poet Symborska, must yield to those who know little or less than little, essentially nothing. So this was a blessed challenge for me, to spiritually companion a community that would help break through my own assumptions that would help me see the wider world. And of course, that's true in any community that you're involved with when we open our hearts to the stories of others. But this particular challenge was good for me. In the first few Memorial Day and Veterans Day services, veterans and spouses of veterans, those who also serve, and active duty military, duty military and retired military gave generously of their perspectives to serve the larger truth and we grew in knowledge because of it, all of us. By the time of the US invasion of Iraq, I was able to be vocally against the war and not see the military as war makers or war mongers. In fact, many in the military who knew what war is were either deeply reluctant or cautioned against the cowboy, bring them on attitude and axis of evil demonization. Civilians were the ones glued to their TV sets as if witnessing a video game of Scud's missiles and anti Scud missiles and anti-air defense. Of course, there were those in the military that wholeheartedly supported the war and the demonization, but it was the civilians who joined en masse to treat the invasion as an entitled show of power and to brand those against the aggression as traitors. I witnessed the integrity of those who had promised to serve in the military honor their commitment. The vast majority of the military go to war when ordered, but they do not seek it. They're willing to serve a larger logic, a larger logic that they trust is for the greater good. This is not to ignore the fact that our military culture is different than civilian culture and geared toward military action. This is not to ignore that some people enter the military because they are unclear about what to do with their lives or are escaping their lives. 
But it is to say that this setup, this way of being for the sake of the nation, is something that not only touches us all, it is all of our responsibility. We all do this. One of the many mistakes made around the invasion of Iraq and Afghanistan was the decision to keep the expenditures and the visual proof of casualties out of the public sphere. To have the military out of sight and out of mind was a mistake that is carried over into our society when it comes to veterans' care, something we're all beholden to. As many of you are aware, six months ago, the Department of Veterans Affairs entered our national attention when it was discovered that in some pockets of the Veterans Administration, veterans were enduring long and protracted waiting periods to receive service. Quickly jumping to scandal proportions, which is our way of public being these days, Secretary Eric Shinseki resigned and was replaced by Secretary Robert McDonald, who instigated a Road to Veterans Day plan. What Secretary McDonald is seeing in his first months of navigating this vast challenge is the transformation of the system takes time, money, effective managers, and formidable bureaucracy. I got a teeny taste of this by trying to find out how many veterans were under care with the Veterans Administration. I surfed through several websites, seemingly close to the answer, but then would be told to go to a different site right when I thought the number would be revealed. I was often given information as well that I wasn't looking for, which complicated the search. I also found a site that had broken the numbers down elaborately by state but could not find the number, the national number. Finally, a Congressional Research Service report had numbers on page four. It is estimated that there are just under 22 million eligible for care and just over 9 million now in care. Okay, and that was simply to find a piece of data. What might it be like if you're in need of care and don't know the question to ask? What if you are injured or of low energy or confused or underrepresented? What if you're one among millions and somehow have to navigate an elaborate system that is addressing a seemingly infinite diversity of care needs? What if you're an employee trying to investigate this or navigate the system for one client knowing that you don't have this kind of time for everyone you are asked to serve. Welcome to a taste of the bureaucracy and to the challenge of veterans' care giving, veterans' care giving to millions. Add as well those who would game the system, seeing that accountability is um, monitored less because of its size, and sometimes the right hand does not know what the left hand is doing or that getting off the system would force off a dependency that some people get used to. So the challenge of veterans' care is vast, but it can be helped by our attention to the need for care. So lifting up this was good, but to demonize those that are trying to do the work doesn't help at all. Once in a while, the chaplain of Aberdeen Proving Ground invites religious leaders to attend a presentation on ministry to the military. The most memorable one to date was a presentation focused primarily on PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. There's a rise in the number of diagnosed cases amongst soldiers, both because we're more aware of its effects 
and because of the nature of the wars and number of campaigns, we're calling on soldiers to fill. I vacillated between admiration for the care and courage required for that difficult journey and anger at the fact that this brokenness occurs at all. Why do we humans do this to one another? This drama of war, this spending of life, this attachment to devastation and harm's way. This is not a judgment on the military, but dismay at the place that we are still in, in our evolution, even with the powerful witness of broken lives and wounded souls. Recent data from the Veterans Affairs Administration shows that 22 veterans a day take their own life. The trend has grown by 44% amongst veterans under 30. Their rates are astronomically high in climbing, said Jan Kemp, VA's National Mental Health Director for Suicide Prevention, and that's concerning to us, she says. There's good news in this report, though. Suicide rates decrease when veterans seek care within the VA system. Only about 5% of the suicides are of patients in the health system. So clearly outreach is needed to help veterans help themselves. This outreach includes undoing the stigma attached to mental illness. It has to do with dissolving the macho bring them on mentality to see vulnerability as a normal way of being and finding ways to assist veterans rather than get all puffed up about how others are not doing a proper job of care. We honor our veterans by finding ways to help them thrive in community. We honor our veterans by acknowledging our privilege in this free society and know it did not come without the giving of life, a sacrifice that someday we may no longer need. We honor our veterans by making sure they're cared for and noticed and embraced long after active military service. There was one article that I was reading, and the person that does uh, veterans care said, sometimes you do not see the care that is needed until 40 years later. For, of course, adjusting to civilian life is part of one's military service. Their adjusting to civilian life means that they're still serving, a part that is often taken for granted. That's work, too. We continue to sort through what it is that we want to model as a nation, what it is that we want to protect, what it is that we want for the world. And each time we venture, venture for such definitions, there are people who have chosen to serve, to give of their lives to a purpose larger than themselves. And our embrace is growing in terms of the people who serve, bit by bit, to care for the whole of a veteran's life. Yesterday, I um, had the privilege to lead a memorial service for a Navy veteran Melvin Lee Thomas, uh, it was here, and there was a flag pre presented to his husband. He had uh, been with Lloyd 
his husband Lloyd for 40 years. And we had three naval officers come do the entire flag presentation. We got some taps with the mute. Gorgeous, gorgeous ceremony done. Afterwards, Lloyd went to a woman and said, wasn't that incredibly powerful? And she said, well, my husband got one too. And she had lost just for a minute the idea that a married couple, two men, were given this kind of honor. So bit by bit, we're opening up to all of our veterans, to the care that is needed for all people. Systems of care can get out of hand. They can get lost in the shuffle. The larger they are, the harder it is to keep contained. But if we enter with vigilance, keep our honor, our gratitude, our responsibility, and our follow-through, we can find a way to make recovery work. We can find a way to create systems of care so that all people of all walks of life are known and appreciated. So may it be. Amen. <laughs>